Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, where we introduce thought leaders and subject matter experts that you'll want to consider for your next corporate event. Now, here's your host, Dennis Warden. Well, I want to welcome back to the Ignite Podcast, Ron Bamberg. And Ron, it's been what a year. It's been, uh, it's been I mean, earlier in 2020, we, um, we did a podcast together. Now we're here at the first beginning of 2021. And uh, a lot has happened in the last seven or eight months since we were on the podcast together. But um, uh, so how are you doing? Uh, you know, honestly, Dennis, I'm doing great. And, you know, I'm, I'm just smiling and laughing because you're saying, yeah, it's been a little bit different since our last podcast. And I'd say, yeah, just a yeah. few things in the world have changed since yeah. then. Yeah, it's been, it's been. I'm, do, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I think like you said earlier, I think it's been an amazing year. <laughs> yes, it has been an amazing year. Yeah, it sure has. I but, actually learned that from somebody many, many years ago. When somebody would ask him how his business and he'd go unbelievable yeah either unbelievably good or unbelievably yeah. bad but it, he used the word unbelievable and it worked it worked <laughs> <laughs> well we um we're here at the beginning of uh, 2021 and um what uh, what i have done for a big part of my career and i think most on uh listening or watching this podcast have done something similar and i ended 2020 as i went into 2020 at the end of 2019, I sat sat down at the end of the year, revisited, you know, where that year had gone, and then kind of did my business planning, life planning, and looked at 2020. Here's what it's going to be. Here's all the opportunities that lie before us. And then March hit, and <laughs> and uh, and it became an amazing year. <laughs> you got it. So, so um, um. So here we are at the beginning of 2021, and and I sat down and did the same thing as I've done year after year, looking at ahead for the next year, but looking at it, you know, through a different lens this year than I did the previous year because of of what we've been through. And so I've been looking forward to this time together because I've been watching you um, and knowing kind of, you know, some of the direction you were headed in 2020, some of the pivots you made. And really how, Ron, I just, you know, uh, you know, I have to, I congratulate you on just, you know, your, um, um, your stick to your, your desire to, your, your desire to serve others, which has, has allowed you to pivot and, uh, and not stay stuck in, well, I'm going to do it this way. This is the way I plan. No, you said, you know, how can I do it better? How can I, you know, how can I serve my clients better, whether it's in the mortgage or the real estate or uh, credit union space or, you know, just in the general market. And uh, so I've, I've been, I've been really encouraged as I've watched you. And, uh, and I've thought now as we go into 2021 together, it would be helpful for those that are uh, listening and watching. Um, not only just to say, hey, I need to book this guy as a speaker. That's that's one thing. But you and I are really yeah, about how that. Yeah, we're all for that. And uh, and we'll talk about how you have really, uh, you know, during this time taken, you know, whether it's, you know, online to a whole new level for your company. And uh, but um, um, but what I appreciate about you is the fact that it's, you know, it's not it's not it's not about Ron. It's about how can I serve my clients better? And you've had some of these clients for years and years and years. And, um, and uh, you're going into 2021 here now with a, you know, with great things happening and a, and a very positive thing uh, going into the year. But, um, um, but here we are, we've sat down, we've made these plans. We've, we've maybe been a little bit uh, less, um, um, positive and you know well men might i might be able to do this i might not be able to do this i don't know what's going to happen is you know um as we ended as we ended 2020 you know the vaccine came out and you know things started happening that we still still it's early right. here it's and early. Uh, it's very early here in early january to know what that's going to impact it's going to have but we don't stop living we don't stop serving others we don't stop working we don't start pro stop providing for our family and um 
So I want to ask you some questions that maybe will be helpful for those viewing personally, but also for those that they serve. And um, so I'm wondering, first off, um, what do you do at the end of the year when you, as you look into, as you went from 2020 to 2021, how did you look at this coming year based on what you have experienced in the past year? Well, First of all, like you had mentioned about what you do with your business planning and going, I do that every year. I actually do it a couple of times a year. Um, and late December or through December, I had spent a significant amount of time working on my goals, working on my business plan. And, you know, probably we've all had challenges in our life. We've all had it when you know what hits the fan and mm -hmm. whether it's personally or professionally or, you know, I mean, what we dealt with in you know 2020 is really unprecedented for most of us in in our lives and you know i've always prided myself on being able to adapt because i've had things go wrong in my life and i had to adapt it and this year when it came to business i really had to adapt or not this year 2020 I had to make adaptations. I had to reinvent my business. I had to take it completely virtual. And it wasn't just, you know, doing webinars. It was, you know, really kind of creating more of a forum, like uh, almost a mini studio in my home to broadcast and do live training. Right. But here, but here's my point. My point in what I, what it was is I realized that we could have whatever plan we want we don't know what life's going to bring us. We don't know mm -hmm. what the world's going to bring us. We don't know what the economy is going to bring us. I mean, I think like most of us, we're hoping 2021 is going to be a hell of a lot better. You know, for in some some sectors, they did unbelievable in 2020. Mm -hmm. Right. Some sectors got crushed in 2020, and they're still getting crushed even you know here in January. But what I learned is that you really just have to you have your plan but you really have to pay attention to what's going on and be willing to adapt quickly. You know, assuming you're in a business that you can adapt quickly. Um, the pandemic was something that none of us have ever experienced before. And it became a snowball that was just unbelievable. So a lot of us didn't even know how to adapt. Then all of a sudden, you know, the zoom world came or the go to meeting world or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, service anybody uses. But even then, even here in 2021, I am still seeing so many people struggling to adapt, to mm -hmm. adapt to it in business, especially salespeople. Um, one of the things that I talk about, and you, you, know, you might have to reel me back in if I'm getting too far off. What I keep seeing is, you know, we're, we're used to viewing webinars. We're used to viewing podcasts and interviews. We're used to doing, you know, family gatherings and holidays through Zoom and all this other stuff. But most salespeople are struggling mightily on selling virtually. And this is going to be here for a while. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's going to be here permanently. Not that we'll ever never go back to face to face, but it's going to be here permanently. And this is an adaptation that I believe a lot of people need to make. Hmm. that they really have to understand that in all likelihood, this is going to be part of business moving forward. And you know what, if I'm wrong, then you just got to be ready to adapt real quickly. Right. And my, my, the, the short answer to what the long answer that I just gave you is the biggest lesson from 2020 was how quickly are you going to see what's happening and how quickly are you going to adapt? Are you going to wait till everybody else does or are you, you going to be in the forefront? Hmm. What are some of the, um, in light of that, uh, what are some of the biggest mistakes that uh, that business people make when they're when they're writing their business plan, when they're rethinking their business plan for the coming year? What are what are some of those uh, mistakes that you've seen? How long do we have for this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give you a few of the big ones. Most business plans, when they're set up, they're actually set up to fail. And there, there's, there's a few key reasons as to why they're set up to fail. One is most people approach their business plans the wrong way. Most people, they start out with the question, how? 
And what I mean by how is, so they decide, you know, how much money they want to make or what that number is or what their goal is. And they have this vision for this plan. And then they jump into the how. So they start diving immediately into logistics. Hmm. The problem with that is they've missed step number two. And without step number two, you are very likely to cause the rest of your business plan. The way I present it, there's seven steps. But you're going to create a domino effect as to why your business plan is going to fail. And number two is they never ask why. So whenever I'm working with someone and they say, you know, this is my plan. These are my goals. I say, great. Why? And well, you know, I want to make more money. I want to grow my business. And that's not what gets it done. Yeah. Because what helps you get through the storms and the challenges is the why. The why is your passion. And if you are not connected to your passion, then when the storms come, it becomes very easy for you to get blown around by those storms. When the passion is there and, you know, I, I do love to serve and I hate to make it sound like a cliche, but I, it, you know, to me, helping people, hearing their success stories, knowing that I'm making a difference in their lives. And of course, look, I, I, I want to make a difference in my life and my family's life as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm very passionate because I'm always very, con- my goals are always very connected to my ultimate purpose and also not only my goals for today and tomorrow, but in the distance, three, five, 10 years down the road. And the check that I always do with myself is I look back on that piece of paper. I read my goals back. And my test is if it doesn't get me excited, I've got to go back and fix something because without that passion, and this is one of the things, you know, Anybody who knows me knows I'm a huge fan of Tony Robbins and I've been through, you know, just multitudes of his training programs, very high level programs. And the one thing he always talks about, and he talks about it more than anybody else out there, is if your passion's there, you'll figure everything else out. No matter what happens, if your passion is there, you'll figure it out. And I walked away with that many, many years ago. I started studying and working or attending his programs over 20 years ago. And that has, that is what has gotten me through the tough times. Hmm. It's being excited, being passionate about what that greater goal is. And I never really got into how do I survive? I always asked, how do I prosper in these times? And Dennis, you know, you've known me for many, many years and you know, I'm transparent. Not everything I did always went according to plan. (laughs) (laughs) But you learn from them. Oh, I I learned from them. And whenever I'm struggling mentally, I always ask myself, why am I doing this? What, you know, what's my, what am I passionate about? What, what's driving me? And then, you know what, the how, the the how just reveals itself to you. And then of course, you know, one of the things that I do is I surround myself with great people. Mm -hmm. Surround myself with great people that I can ask questions that maybe I can't find the answers to, or I get them to ask me questions that I don't think of. And I think all of that is part of a great business plan. So the one, the big mistake is not really being, you know, not being connected passionately, passionately to your goals and just getting focused on what, yeah, what and how the other big mistake. I mean, again, there's multitudes of things that are either mistakes or voids that are left in people's business plan, but this is, this is huge. And there's really very few people, if you ever go to a business planning workshop or anything, there's very few people that ever talk about this and, or they don't talk about the way that I'm going to mention it is, you know, everybody talks about, you know, you got to schedule it, but time and time again, I hear people use these words. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll do whatever it takes to succeed. Dennis, have you, I mean, have you ever heard anybody yeah, say that? Absolutely. No, I haven't yeah. heard you say it, but I've heard it many times. No. Uh, you, you're never going to hear me say it unless I'm teaching a point to, to everybody right. to say, don't ever say that. And here's right. why. This is actually what I do in my live programs. In my live programs, I'll ask, you know, have any of you ever, you know, said, I'll do whatever it takes. And, you know, the hands go up or now I'm doing it virtually. So I get a you know, ton of responses through my chat box. Um, so I'm interacting with the audience. 
or if they're on, all on camera and I can see them, I'll, you know, I'll say, raise your hand. So, you know, again, making it very interactive, I'll say, have you ever used this? And the majority of people will say, yes, I'll say, great. I go, pick up your phone. So I wait for them to pick up their phone. I go, open up your calendar. So they open up the calendar and I say, click, you know, add appointment or add, you know, go to schedule something. And so everybody's following along and I say, now please tell me how you schedule whatever it takes. And that's when I get the deer in the headlights. Yeah. Here's the problem. Whatever it takes is not something that your mind can put into an action. Because whatever it takes is not defined. Because what happens is when somebody says, I'll do whatever it takes, and they don't have a framework for what that is, they don't have the passion for what that is, then it's a momentary moment of motivation. It's not part of a plan. And whatever it takes, and you know, leading to really the ultimate point is, sooner or later, doing whatever it takes will come in conflict with your life. It's going to come in conflict with the team that you're coaching or um, the hobby that you have or just things that you have to take care of personally with, you know, you, your family, whatever it is. Or it, the, the bottom line is you, whatever it takes is not scheduled around all these other things. Whatever it takes is just kind of a, a haphazard thought process. So the way I put it is when you say whatever it takes, you're setting yourself up to ensure that your business plan, the actions are not going to be alignment, in alignment with your life. Mm -hmm. And if they're not in line, if they're not, got to learn how to speak. If they're not in alignment with your life, then how could it ever work? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying you don't change your life, but what I'm saying is if you don't understand what the framework's going to be, it doesn't work. That's why some people will start yeah. out in the first month after the year or the first, like we're here, we are in January, mm -hmm. you know, they'll work more hours. Yeah. They'll work more hours. They'll start early to stay late. And how quickly when they start bringing their normal life back into it, does all of a sudden that start fading away? Yeah. Those new, new year's resolutions, right? <laughs> Out the window. <laughs> but uh, so I'm curious on the, you know, tying this all back to the why I met uh, with a bunch of, uh, uh, young business leaders last night and, and spoke with them. And uh, of course, any now, anymore, they're all young business leaders, right? <laughs> but um, anyway, um, and we were, we were talking about the why in perspective of where that why is, why am I doing today? What uh, am I, and am I doing today? What I want my why to be five years from now or 10 years from now. The why, you know, what is that? What is the why? Why do I do what I do? And, um, and so I'm, I'm just curious on how you would, how do you define the why? How does the why look? It looks different for different people. I mean, you talk about salespeople. I mean, the why is going to look different, but, but actually does the why tie in not only to the business side, but the personal side, you know, who is Dennis, you know, and ultimately what is Dennis when he sits on the porch at, you know, at whenever he decides to retire, you know, when he sits on that porch and he says, you know, I accomplished my why, mm -hmm. my why of why I was here for X number of years. Right. How did, so I'm just curious, how do you, how do you see that tying into the business plan? The, I call it the life plan, the, um, because I think that why keeps me centered when I'm going through what we're going through now. I can, you know, there's things that buffet me, but I just, I keep my eyes focused on the why. And the why for me is, is, you know, is my life purpose. So. You know, it's a great question. What I tell people is, and my, I, it's my own life experience. I'm setting my goals or I just set my goals in December. And my why is very clearly in place. And my why at this point has been pretty consistent um, for many years. I'm not going to say that it hasn't changed, but it's been pretty consistent, I would say, for at least the last five to ten years. Minor changes to it. And even when, you know, COVID hit and uh, 2008 hit, you know, the financial crisis, my why varied a little bit, but not, it didn't change dramatically. But this is what I tell people. 
And, ma and many, many of my clients, they struggle, I coach them on this, they struggle with this part of the why. You know, they write down these materialistic things or what have you, and then just the way they're describing it back to me, um, you know, it's kind of like, it's not even real what they're writing down. They're not even passionate about it. Yeah. Um, they just think, you know, this is how they define success. And the first thing I start with when it comes to the why, the why is yours. It's not anybody else's. If you want the boats, the cars, and the planes, go for it. If you just want to have money in the bank and be able to, you know, make whatever choices you want for vacations or you go on, go out to dinner and don't have to worry about the right side of the menu, what that number is going to be or what the bill is going to look like at the end. That's great. If you just want to have a steady income, gradually save for, you know, for, for your, for your retirement or for your future or your kid's college, and you just have an unbelievably passionate relationship with your, you know, your significant other. Great. Mm -hmm. Nobody, should define success for you, which is actually, I mean, I don't want to go into it, but you, you, you kind of struck um, one of my accord with me or one of the pet peeves with this question. Um, and, you know, you, anybody watching can tell if you saw the change in my face right now, you'll realize that this is not a prepared question. Right. Um, I don't believe anybody can define success for anybody. And, you know, I'm very, very fortunate because I have a role model um, and, you know, knock wood, uh, it's my mom. My mom, who has been a, a teacher and learner for her entire life. My mom is 89 years old. Mm. And, you know, we've seen her a few times through the pandemic, but at a distance, can't get close. And my mom is 89 years old and she barely goes anywhere, you know, she can't. And she's in good health, fortunately, but not gonna go anywhere. And I call her up and I say, mom, you know, how are you doing? Oh, I'm so busy. <laughs> she takes three Zoom classes a week. She's 89 years old. My mom is a former Spanish teacher. She has self-taught herself French, Russian, Italian, and Hebrew. And now she is, you know, taking again at Italian classes and she bitches and complains about the homework that she gets. <laughs> but you know what? If you were to ask her what success means to her, just keep learning. Yeah. So nobody can define it for you. It's not a, if it's about toys, great. But if it's not about toys and it's about family, you have to get very clear on what success is and you really have to yeah. understand that you own it and you really can't give a crap what anybody else yeah. determines or labels as success because yeah. you know what success is? It's not a destination. Mm -hmm. Success is a journey and it's also a feeling. And that's always what I'm looking for whenever I'm working with someone, not only myself, but anybody else when I'm talking about goals and business planning. If we can't, you know, we used the word passion before. Passion is a feeling. And, you know, how will it feel for you to have X amount of dollars in the bank? How will it feel for you to have that boat or that car or that watch or whatever it is? How will it feel? And if they can't light up, you know, this is, this is just a basic watch. I'm not a watch guy. Okay. But you know, there are other people who want the Rolexes and whatever. And my question is great. How will it feel when you have it? And if people can't get their answer around that, then how do you really define success? Mm, I love it. And um, you had mentioned earlier about surrounding yourself with, you know, successful people, people that you can learn from, people that encourage you. And um, I have a, um, an acquaintance, uh, a friend that uh, is in his late 70s. Um, has made a boatload of money, has worked, you know, with some incredible companies and some undercover stuff for CIA. And I mean, just oh, wow. a fascinating, fascinating man. Uh, somebody I, you know, love to grab coffee with from time to time. But, um, but um, do you know what he's doing right now? Well, he was doing it probably, you know, up until mid, you know, 2020, but he was driving Uber. 
And you know why? Because he uh, didn't he didn't need the money. He didn't he didn't he loved picking up business guys and taking them to the airport and just building relationships and talking. So, you know, so I might, if I didn't know the story, the why behind it, I would say I would measure him by what he was doing and not what, you know, where he was and what. So it's just, I love what you said because, you know, we tend, um, I tend to look at people and pigeonhole them based on what I think success is. And, um, and uh, so anyway, it's, um, um, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating thing that drives us as business leaders, as salespeople um, to succeed. But at the same time, you know, if we, you know, if we don't know the why, if we, if, you know, if our compass is set on the wrong direction, you know, we're going to get, we're going to we'll get someplace, but you know, what's the story, you know, we're going to get and find out the ladders leaning to the, to the wrong side of the building or whatever. So, um, so anyway, I think um, the, the, I want to follow back up on something you said earlier, Ron, before we sure. ask, and I ask the next question about, you know, just strategies throughout this year of 2021, but um, um, because I think it plays into, and I just, for our viewers and listeners, Ron, um, uh, as he's already alluded to, does uh, right now doing a lot of online training, a lot of video uh, seminars. Um, I encourage you to go to ronvanberg.com, learn more about what Ron is up to um, uh, down the road. Um, and, and Ignite is uh, with, with Matt and our team uh, working closely with Ron. And just, and just it's, a, it's a, a relationship we just love. And um, but uh, there, there will probably come that day when there will be some live events again. We don't know what that's going to look like. But, I, but that ties back into what you said is um, on regard to salespeople. If you're, you know, you know, most salespeople are used to the face-to-face, you know, in person, um, kind of reading body language, reading, you know, what's on the walls, you know, trying to tie all these things into – and um, – um, so what are some takeaways, you know, if, um, if I'm going to be a salesperson, if I'm going to be somebody that's trying to connect, whether it's a speaker connecting with his or her audience, or whether it's a salesperson, or whether it's a, an executive with his, with his or her team, um, how, do we, how, do we, how do we use this new tool and how, what have you learned over the last um, few months in connecting and keeping, you know, us ADD people, you know, <laughs> focused in. Well, you know, I've learned a lot of lessons and it's been a lot of hard lessons. The simplest one is people, you know, people are afraid of how they're going to look on camera. And my response is, well, guess what? That's how you look. So deal <laughs> with it. Um, the second thing is, you know, I'm just trying to think about all the lessons. I mean, I've been doing webinars and things for many, many years, um, but I'm doing it at a level now, which excuse me, I think we all are, at, that we've never done before. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, ironically, um, the floodgates have opened up January, where all of a sudden everybody's coming out of the woodwork, and I have actually the busiest schedule I've ever had mm. for video. And the reason, what, reason why I'm talking about that is because you've got to mentally prepare for it. You, you have to understand, you know, pay attention to what's behind you. You know, don't look like you just got yourself out of bed. And also give some thought to what you're going to say before you get in front of the camera. Yeah. The big message, though, is what many people do is they focus on themselves. What's so important is you have to focus on, if you're gonna get in front of the camera and you know a lot of it's either gonna be on a webinar, it's gonna be on social media, whatever, is what's most important to your audience? Mm -hmm. What do they care about? Because the audience in a split second is going to detect whether you're about you or you're about them. And once they start believing you are about yourself, yeah. it's over. Yeah. It's over. You know, they, they, they're, they're tuned into the next channel or what have you. Also, 
don't be afraid to be yourself. Um, I used to, I spent many, many years of my early life with, you know, the primary question of what will people think? And I've learned, and in the world of social media, it's made it easier than ever that, yes, everybody can be very critical of you. But I saw this quote and, you know, people are saying it's attributed to Morgan Freeman. I don't know if it is or it isn't, but they seem to put this quote with his picture. And I've seen it and probably many of you have. It says, so I'm going to paraphrase, why should you care about the opinion of somebody? Don't care about an opinion that someone gives you if it's a person you would never ask for their opinion. Hmm. And I'm like, I mean, I love Morgan Freeman. I think he's a phenomenal actor and yeah. I hope he said it, but um, <laughs> it's true. And I've learned that no matter how hard you try, some people are going to like you. Some people are not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is, you're going to find more than enough people who are going to like you, want to do business with you, want to talk to you, trust you. And if you can't get in front of the camera and be true to yourself, and I used to struggle with this because I used to say, oh, I got to make it perfect or what have you. And Dennis, you know, we've, we've known each other now for a number of years and you've seen the transformation mm -hmm. in, in how I broadcast. Because I, I basically, excuse the language, I just don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, right. You know, and what I mean by I don't, what I just said is, I'm going to be who I am. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. And that'll attract my audience. And if you like it, great. If you don't, I wish you the best. No hard feelings. And many people struggle with that because they want to capture everybody. And in this world, you can't. Yeah. And if you've ever watched or been part of a, uh, of a taping of a movie or anything like that, you know that there's a lot of retakes. Mm -hmm. to, for protect for perfection right so and 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 most of us are ready for uh reality in in not perfection i really want to know ron and what ron thinks and how he feels and so that's good um so we'll get back to let's get back to the business planning as we're here 2020 um we don't know like we said what, at the beginning Dennis, 2021 2021 gosh oh, here it is already it's like <laughs> Like I used to be in radio, you would never know it, but I used to be in radio and you know, you'd change, you'd change from one station to another station. And for two months, you'd call the same call letters of the old station you were with. It would just, ah, um, what station am I with? What year is it? What month is it? Um, yep. So here we are 2021 and um, we're looking at um, the business plan we put in place going into the year. How do we, how, what's the, how do we stick to it? How, what are the strategies that you see, not only in sticking to it, but making adjustments because we don't know what each week, let alone each day is going to bring, but how do we stick, have stick to it uh, with regard to our business plan and then those adjustments? Well, going back very quickly, passion helps you stick to it. If you don't track your progress, Mm. And how do you know if you're sticking to it? You know, th this is not simple, as simple as, you know, you, you're at New Year's Eve, you um, drank way too much, and you, needless to say, had a very uh, painful experience that night or that morning, and you made a promise to yourself that you'll never drink again. Yeah, it's very easy for you to measure whether you're drinking or not, okay? And I'm not here advocating drinking or not drinking. Well, my point is, is it's very easy to say either I'm drinking or I'm not drinking. Right. In a business, you have so many moving parts and many of those moving parts involve you, meaning there's never just one action you have to take. There's multiple actions, especially if you're a business owner, if you're a sales professional, a manager, there's never just one thing. And you have to not only pay attention to the actions and ask yourself great questions. Am I taking the actions on my business plan? Am I going back to whatever it is I've written? And are we, am I getting this stuff done? Am I improving in this area? If you never check in on your goals, and a lot of people never do, they write their goals and they don't mm -hmm. even check in with them until six, eight, nine, ten 10 months or the next, at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Try to track it mentally. No, we're not that good. Very few of us are that good. You have to check in and ask yourself, am I on target? What am, I, what am I doing well? What do I need to do better? Never ask yourself the question, what am I doing wrong? That's a terrible, terrible question. 
ask the question, what am I doing well? What do I need to do better? Those are solution-focused questions. Mm -hmm. And when you're going through this, you've got to check in weekly, daily, until you really have the habits. Because one of the big things is that gets in the way of us achieving whatever we've written is we confuse activity versus productivity. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to keep busy all day. But are you efficient? Are you effective? Are you working on things that are the highest and best use of your time? That's one of my favorite questions. Whenever I'm working with, you know, whether it's a realtor, a loan officer, a business owner, you know, you meant, you, you know, you, it's funny, you know, you, you, and, I, and I thank you for, you know, having people, because we have a, a, a wide audience here, of, you know, they can go to my website, rondamberg.com, and you're going to see basically everything there is about, you know, the housing market, real estate, mortgage, account mm -hmm. executive there. But I do work with schools. I, um, it, it was actually funny, um, a marina that I had to bring my boat to have uh, fixed. And they had to, it had to be painted, and they were the only marina that could paint it. They called me up while the boat was there, and they said, "Hey, we got a question for you. We looked on your website. We know you're primarily mortgage, but can you do this?" And you know, now I've been consulting with them for two years on team building, team building and leadership strategy yeah, for absolutely. the owners of a boat marina. So I guess in a way, I'm grateful that the person who hit my boat, you know, got me introduced <laughs> to them because I ended up with a whole different uh, uh, avenue of business. But I don't care what business you're in. You've got to really focus on, am I being productive? Yeah. And it starts out with asking yourself every day, what was I, not was I productive, what was I productive with? And in this day and age, this thing can either help you tremendously or destroy you. Mm-hmm. You know, in one in in, in one of my uh, pro sorry, right here, in one of my programs, I talk about weapons of mass distraction. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, the media, the I call it the um, the uh, WhatsApp um, idiot group. And what I mean by the idiot group, and I'm in one of them, so I'm an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, the WhatsApp idiot group is that group of friends that basically writes and texts stupid things, you know, pictures and whatever all day long. And we get sucked into it because many people, you know, it drives my wife crazy because my phone doesn't beep, chime, doesn't do anything. Um, except when, you know, if I'm on coaching days, I'll have the ringer on. But other than that, it doesn't. Why? Because I want to remain focused and I don't want this thing going off every five seconds. Mm-hmm. And I, I just see how many people, this thing buzzes, chimes, things, whatever you want to call it. And I guarantee you that 99% of it, you don't need to even look at at that moment in time. And you cannot be productive when you have this going off long. Yeah. What, uh, so how, um, how is Ron Vanberg, how do you do that? And how are you... Um... How do you maintain that discipline? I mean, again, as we talked about going into 2021 and and um, having these New Year's resolutions, I mean, we can do it for two weeks, three weeks, and then then pretty soon it's been a week since I've checked on in my, you know, where am I at on my, you know, on my business plan, my goals. So how do you discipline yourself or what have you learned that has helped you to be disciplined in that area? It was, it, it's really as simple as, and it's, not, it's simple, but it's not simple. It's, you got to get through the hump. It's like when you start a workout, you're so excited the first day. The second day, it starts getting painful because you're sore and you, things on your body hurt more than, you know, you, you found pain in your body that you've never had before. Day three, you're pretty much walking like a cripple. Um, especially if you worked out with a trainer because they have found really things you've never even know existed right, in your right, body. Right. But then you keep going and then you keep going. And then that day comes where you don't want to go to the gym. You don't want to get up. You don't want to exercise or what have you. But then you say, you know what? I have to, because I have made this commitment. Well, it's no different, whether it's working out, whether it's a diet or being disciplined in your business, it's being willing to 
take this thing, shut it off, or at least put it face down so you can't see it, it doesn't buzz, it doesn't chime, and stop picking it up every five seconds. It's when that urge comes to it, it's when you stop your hand and say no, or maybe, you know, you got to throw this thing in another, you know, not throw it, but put it in another mm -hmm. room. Mm -hmm. You know, I know there's some people that have convulsions if they can't find their phone. You know, it's like this, oh my God, where's my phone? It's my life. It's not your life. Okay. It's not your life. So it's that definition, that distinction of the importance that you're giving it. And I'm not saying that we don't have to deal with things on our phones and in our computers and business, right. but the way you do it is when the temptation comes is when you catch yourself. And then shortly, in, in a very short period of time, you know what? You realize how much more, once you start recognizing how much more productive you are, it becomes easier to sustain it. And then once you build that habit of checking in frequently, weekly, monthly, daily, then what happens is you don't really have to check in every single day because automatically you run through that process. You already know whether you had a productive day or you didn't, you already know what you were productive about. And instead of taking, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes to really evaluate your day, you can literally do it inside of 60 seconds right in your head because the condition's already there. Mm -hmm. The challenge is that most people won't put the effort into it to develop that discipline. Yeah. Um, I used to be one of those people today, you know, I'm in a place in my life, you know, as we get older, I'd like to say I get a little wiser that for the most part, when I make decisions to be disciplined about something, once I make that decision and it's a real decision, I stick to it. Mm -hmm. I stick to it, but I have to make sure that the decision I make makes sense for me in my life. Cause if it doesn't tie into my why I know I'm not, it's not going to stick to it. So I know you do a lot of coaching. Um, you have a number of coaching clients. And, um, and uh, so do you form some sort of accountability with them as you help them do this? Do you, know, do you kind of hold them a, somewhat accountable to, to that and help them build their disciplines? Or how do you do that as a coach? Um, I try to do it meaning they're I good have liars you mean they're good liars <laughs> no you know what's great about my clients is they don't lie to me okay you know, yeah. I, you know i'm sorry i don't want to say they don't lie to me but if they don't try if i get the sense that they're not telling the truth or they're skirting the issue yeah i call them out on it i mean yeah. fortunately the relationship i have with my clients <laughs> that they can just basically hey ron you know what i didn't do it yeah because they know where I'm going to come from is I'm not going to destroy them for not doing it. What I'm going to find out is what we're going to dig into is what got in the way. Yeah. yeah. Because it's that shift in thinking that's going to change the behavior. If I berate them, then they're just not going to want to talk to me. Right. Yeah. Ironically, there's some people that would love for me to berate them. And I say, you got to find another coach because I, you know, <laughs> like, life's too short for me to yell at you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but some clients are great with it. They're very disciplined and others, I got to do more work with them. Yeah. You know, yeah. We got to keep digging to find out what's getting in the way of taking their action. More often than not, we find it. And it's usually something that they had no idea. Yeah. You know, the joke is it's like, okay, I'm putting you on the couch for 10 minutes here to let's figure out what's going on in your head. Because for a lot of people, success is not how do you sell? I mean, there are people that definitely need help with their skills and sales and marketing. And of course I do that, but there, there's many people that just, you know, we, the expression on my own worst enemy, mm -hmm. well, that's a cliche. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to find out what's going on in your head. That's working against you. Yeah. Because once that shift happens, everything else follows. Hmm. That's good. And, um, yeah, it's easy to, uh, and not, maybe not lie, blow smoke or whatever, you know, but, but at the end of the day, you want your clients to be better. They, I, I want to be better. They want to be better. And that only comes through discipline and, um, and, and, and total transparency in, in many of these areas that we're trying to improve on. It, absolutely. You know, you know, and I know we're winding, we're pretty much at the end here. There's a lesson that I learned many years ago. It was a self-taught lesson. Um, early on in my life, see, I'm not that person that early on in my life, I just, everything I did touch, you know, turned to gold. 
Um, I've certainly had my challenges, my misfortunes, my really dumb and stupid mistakes that I've made that have cost me in many different ways in my life. Um, and for many years of my life early on, I didn't learn from those mistakes because I spent many of my many years being the finger pointer. I would blame everybody except myself. And then, you know, 30 years ago, um, maybe 25 years ago, I went to a seminar. I can remember, I'm trying to remember who did it, who said it, I can't. But I remember they said, every time you point a finger, there are three coming back at you, look there first. And at first I, I remember I was sitting there, I'm like, that's not true, that's bullshit. And I'm like, I couldn't come up with an argument really against it. I really couldn't. And then finally I adopted it. And then this thought came to me and to this day, it serves me. I, you know, when you're a finger pointer, you're also an excuse maker. That makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. I realized that I asked, I came up, I asked myself a question that I had never asked myself before. And the question was, Ron, after you've made all the excuses for why you didn't do something, has anything changed? And the answer came back, no. Hmm. So I realized at that moment in time that every time I made an excuse, I was guaranteeing that the answer was nothing would be changed. So I basically came to the point that I don't make excuses anymore. Hell, I take, I, I, I take the blame for some things that I didn't even do. Mm -hmm. Okay, sometimes. <laughs> um, but, you know, in being serious, I realized that excuses, it doesn't solve the problem. And since I apply that to my life pretty much every day, doesn't mean I don't grow, doesn't mean I don't screw up, doesn't mean I don't make things better. But when things happen, when things don't go, go wrong, when things don't go right, or when COVID happens in 2020, and all of a sudden my business is going in the wrong direction, I got to say, wait a second. I can make the excuses for COVID and whatever it is, but I still got to do something because after those excuses, I still have to do something. So let's get rid of the excuses right now and just focus on what I need to do. And I've been living my life like that for many, many, many years. And there's absolutely no negative consequence to it. In fact, it's transformed my life that I'm really living my dream. Hmm, that's great. Well, when we began this Ignite podcast at the beginning of 2020, um, we had one, we had, made, we had two objectives in line. Uh, one was uh, certainly to introduce our speakers to, you know, event planners, company owners, executives, you name it. Um, but the other was to really provide information that is helpful, whether, you know, whether you hire Ron or not, you could say, you know what, I spent a, you know, I spent 30, 40 minutes with Ron Vanberg and I learned some things that I never knew or that I, I knew and I had forgotten. So, um, so we always, so we thank you for the opportunity to spend this time with you, but, you. um, um, and I would encourage, you know, our uh, viewers, listeners to go to igniteadvisorygroup.com and learn more about Ron and uh, other speakers that uh, we have the privilege of representing. But, um, but Ron, you've shared some great insights. Uh, here we are in 2021. And as we wrap up our time together, um, what are some of the um, final thoughts you would have for 2021 for, for a business owner, a loan officer, uh, you know, um, a salesperson, what would, what would be your takeaway from our time together that um, as we think about 2021 and business planning, goal setting, uh, what would you be your uh, final words on that? You know, my final words on that, because we've covered so much in this program today, my final words are is the only constant is change. Mm. Don't, oh wow, this is just kind of, kind of distracting me. <laughs> um, that we, we don't know what tomorrow holds. And you have to build your business based upon what you know is happening right now. Do your best to 
move yourself in a direction that you believe it's going, get out in front. You know, if we want to use the mortgage industry as an example, there's still so many loan officers, you know, they've had record years, the best year they've ever had. In some cases, agents, the best years they've ever had because of interest rates. It's going to change. I don't know when, but it's going to change. And when it changed, all of a sudden, now, where are you at? And unfortunately, many loan officers just keep their head down, entrenched in those refinances. Mm-hmm. And I want you doing refinances if I'm coaching you. But if you're not taking any steps towards building a purchase referral market, you've got a big problem on your hands. Yeah. Because when the rates change, everybody's going to converge on the purchase market. And unless you're really good, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, you know, that message, on, honestly, Dennis, falls on deaf ears of about 80 to 90% of the mm. industry. Fortunately, I can do very well with the 10% that wants to listen to your <laughs> message. Yeah. Well, really, and discovering that why. Discovering that why. And then if you don't, if you don't have that, then you're not, you're not ready for that change or you're not ready to anticipate it. So Correct. Um, I, you know what? Um, gosh, I enjoy our time together. Oh, always. In person. <laughs> and on these uh, on these ignite uh, zoom calls as well and uh, but i would you know so as much as i enjoy it um i would just encourage um our viewers our listeners to the ignite podcast to uh to learn more about you to set in on some of your 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 uh, your zoom calls that you have um get on your email list um you're always uh, emailing out new uh, new uh, seminars you're doing online so much to so much to learn from you and um, and and the thing that and I'll just I'll wrap it up with this but just on a personal note I think one of the the strengths that you have and that we need to have when we're doing a video chat like this is is being real and um, and as I said here watching listening to you um, I I feel like I'm in the office with you. And, uh, and there's, and there's that, that realness to it that says, you know what I can, I'm connecting, I'm connecting virtually, you know, with this guy. So, so thank you, Ron, for that. And, um, uh, thank you for being a part of the Ignite uh, Speakers Group and for the privilege you give Matt and I and our team for working with you. And, uh, for our, uh, again, for our listeners and viewers to the podcast, we invite you to go to igniteadvisorygroup.com and learn more about, uh, Ron Vanberg. And, um, you won't be disappointed, uh, whether it's having him in person or doing something virtually by zoom or go to meeting or you name it. So Ron, you have a, a, a great day, great week. And as, especially as we're here in 2021, uh, a great year. Dennis, I love being part, you know, these podcasts are great. I love being part of the Ignite Advisory Group, you know, uh, listed board of speakers or listed speakers. And uh, our time together is always great. So thank yeah. you. You know, thanks to all of you that are watching. Hopefully at some point our paths will cross. And uh, appreciate you being here and wishing you just a great, incredible 2021. Awesome. Thank Everybody, you. Ron. Dennis, uh-huh. see you later. Uh-huh. You bet. Bye.